0: Hey, it's Corey, your DM. Welcome to Vibe Proficiency, a D&D podcast about death, garbage social skills, and walking in circles, I guess. Uh, listen, I really don't have anything new or noteworthy to say here, gang. Uh, please tell your friends. It'd be cool if you rated the show on Apple Podcasts. You know, live tweet your reactions and hot takes about our bad roles with the hashtag Vibe Proficiency. Like, you get it. Uh, but seriously, like we're routinely shocked to find that people are listening to this thing, uh, and it means a whole lot how many of you have, you know, reached out and told us that you listen at work or like that you've recommended us to your friends. Uh, for real, thank you. Okay, let's hop into those intros and start rolling some Dyson junk. Uh, I really dig this one, actually. So I hope you do too. All right, thanks. Episode
1: nine. Episode nine.
2: Ooh, that was <laughs> real crunchy awful. in my ears. I liked it. <laughs> Here's the problem with me doing my fun facts first, is that without fail, something ridiculous always happens before I have to talk. And I have to try to not laugh the entire time yep. I do this. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: But the fun thing is that that always gets cut out of the episode and then you just look like you were not quite paying attention. Exactly,
2: I, Or I look like I'm completely out of breath.
0: Or sometimes it sounds like we're just like, ha ha ha. Hello. Welcome back. You know, like it's a very daytime TV show. Like, wow, what a relatable person.
2: (laughs) Oh, I just had flashbacks to when I had to do that for uh, (laughs) high school TV. It was not great. (laughs) Hello again. My name is Becca. I am playing Mira. She is a tiefling druid. And her fun fact today is about her favorite story. When she was uh, on her own in the forest reading a lot, she found a story. It was this amazing tale from the Feywild, and it was about this fairy king and a fairy queen, and there was these humans, and they were getting into all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, Unfortunately, the cover of the book was ripped off, so she never knew the true title, but she thinks it has something to do with a dream in the middle of summertime, and that was always her favorite story. That sounds really sweet. Yeah, I don't know how to D and D a Midsummer's Night Dream. I think it's I think <laughs> I was it's say, already in her, and her fairy favorite
3: stories a Midsummer Night's Dream.
2: It absolutely is. <laughs> I. <laughs> you know
3: what? Sometimes I also need it spelled out pretty blatantly. <laughs> <so. laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess it's my turn. It is indeed. Uh, hi, I'm Casey. I play Kira, the Kalishar monk. Uh, fun fact for Kira this week is. Uh, Kira was never a big fan of jewelry. She always thought necklaces were too loose and dangly, rings were too clunky. Uh, she does, however, have a brooch that her father told her was her mother's. Uh, it's a small silver lark. Uh, Point of order,
1: is it, is it not? That her, Because her father said specifically that it was the mother's, but it wasn't. This is a toll. We had... Corey, go ahead and add this in as a plot point. We have to figure out who this brooch this is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what
3: happened there. Thanks for, thanks for interrupting my, my sweet, <laughs> uh, lovingly, very, <laughs> like, very emotional uh, fun fact of for the week. First one that's not stupid. Since
0: we've already interrupted the emotional fun fact, can I tell you what I thought the jewelry was going to be?
3: Can I finish the fun fact and then you tell me what it was? Toe ring. <laughs> <laughs> No, she said rings were too clunky. Why would it be a toe Bronze ring? Bronze knuckles Ankle bracelet. Didn't say anything about bracelets. Yep. <laughs> you got it. You got me there. Got em. Uh her father gave her mother the uh the brooch when they first met. Uh and it's a lark because he called her his songbird.
0: Oh. Oh that that's actually is very sweet. sweet. I take back my toe ring joke. <laughs> I leave
1: my joke in. <laughs> Cadmus, take it away.
0: <laughs> oh,
4: we can here so soon. Uh my name is Tyler. I play Cadmus Lightbringer, Half-Orc, Paladin. <laughs> uh, fun fact for the Paladin Lightbringer. He is famed, like world-renowned, as the world's best puzzle solver. Self-acclaimed. <laughs> so,
1: okay, there it is. So I was about to say, I was like, I've never heard of this. Can you self-acclaim
4: self- a yep. world-renowned? <laughs> I just did. What do you mean? Um,
1: actually, point. I do want to pause this real fast to bring up the fact um, just an, an extra fun fact this week, Elwyn Peck is actually the best person ever, self acclaimed.
4: Uh, so there you go. <laughs> well, I, I don't, well, you can't do that. You can only do things about
0: you know, like puzzles. And, yeah. <laughs> it only works for paladins, that's why I prefer sit with paladin, <laughs> paladin alliterates with puzzle. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: Elwyn critically acclaimed yeah. everything. Elwyn, everything you're really good with, uh, everything. Sleight of hand is that a thing? Well, it's a skill. So,
4: everything.
5: Are you really good at flying?
4: Is that a thing? I can pick you up and throw (laughs) you if you want, and we can see how really good you are at flying again. Is that a thing? Okay, we'll
1: see. I'll do it. (laughs) Everything. I pick up Peck. No, we're never going to talk about this again. Move on.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) All right. Uh, My name is Kelly, and I play Harp, the Changeling Ranger. And uh, fun fact uh, Harp's favorite flowers are sunflowers. Uh, they remind her of summer and that's the easiest season to trek through the woods. So is it? Uh, yeah. Well, in her mind, it is because, it, first of all, cold snow, you know, it gets snows in her boots and then she's got to find warm shelter. And I feel like summer's a little easier for her.
0: Let me hit you with this. Oh, no, I didn't prepare for uh, that. As a person who also doesn't know shit about shit. Isn't there less bushes to contend with and no leaves that you could just kind of waltz through a forest in the winter? I
5: guess so. I think my mind went into like because i have uh, Kelly likes to hike and do trails. Is <laughs> that so I mean, I get it. Those are kept by like park people. So I right, guess right, I right. don't have to trek through them. But I just can't imagine how like funky it is to like go through snow. I I'm, I'm, I guess the I'm thinking you're going to get stuck
4: in the snow. It's better than the
1: suburbs.
0: Yeah, maybe
4: you're right. Maybe
0: the winter isn't that great for this. I think this. the
1: summer is, you're just going to love it too much.
0: All I know is that I hate the summer because it's hot. Because you'll well, be left Kelly in the dust. Well,
5: Kelly the summer,
0: too. I, I miss Chandler's bit. Oh,
5: shit. What was it?
0: You're the sunflower. What?
1: You're the sunflower. Seems oh, like it's still going. He's just doing the thing.
0: Okay.
5: Oh,
1: that's <laughs> All right. That was, thank you so much. <laughs> hey, who are you?
5: Yeah. <laughs> who is this?
1: Hail and well met. My name is Chandler. I play Elwin Peck, the uh, elf turned pseudo dragon. A uh, fun fact about Elwyn, and you know, I really want to focus on what's going on. Cause some very exciting stuff is coming out. Fun fact when Elwin was younger, uh, he used to love playing fantasy pocket monsters okay um, and when the fourth iteration of it came out just want to put it out there picked as his starter he went with Chimchar. What I know, right? Why who wouldn't go? Why wouldn't you go with Piplop? Pick Chimchar because he really liked fire. I'm just trying to figure out. Should I how... say fantasy Chimchar? <laughs> Do you not, Corey? It comes out. Are <laughs> I, you not pumped for the, the fact the remix? That you decided this was the bit?
2: <laughs> I don't know it's that so I would expect to Chimchar to be. I, I don't associate Peck with fire.
1: Peck associates himself with fire because you know he's so fired up to get these good deeds done. No, um, it's because. <laughs> Uh, he normally ended up uh, burning stuff down on accident. Yeah, that yeah. that's right.
2: I, I, really I, w- well. I, I would I would track him as a, an Earth type. I have to figure out
0: how to get Pokemon into our very very serious D and D game now. The fantasy Pocket Monsters, yeah. FPM. Everyone loves you and, FPM. and I are gonna have a talk about what that looks like later, so mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we know in canon what Fantasy Pocket Monsters. I mean, how how does that even Tyler, work? Did Cadmus ever play FPM?
4: I mean, everyone really played FPM, let's be honest. Like how is it possible I never heard of FPM and I Well that's you know, it was you know, you did it when you were in like middle school, high school, you <clears> know.
0: <throat> yeah. You had your FPM cards and your you you do it on your gym break. I didn't have any friends in middle school, so that makes a ton of sense actually. Oh um, yeah, you were homeschooled? That one was also
4: homeschooled, <laughs> technically. No, t- t- I mean, let's be honest, technically so was Cadmus. Who <laughs> was Cadmus's starter? Um he was really into Kobold Mander. Uh, it's a fire type lizard. So okay, wait. Ooh. So let me
0: yeah. let me verify mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that what you've just said mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that you like Kobold Mandar <laughs> lizard lizard. <laughs> <laughs> There's no it's not a fire type starter in this game, is it? No, yeah,
4: it it breathes uh it breathes.
1: That's it. It breathes. <laughs>
0: it's, it's a normal type and the sake that it just does normal stuff. It just has <laughs> growl and breathe. He's a normal guy. And breathe is like splash in that it does not do anything. And
5: how do you obtain these? Can you explain <laughs> That's that? That's
0: a great question. <laughs> FPM or?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, okay. do, you, what do you do? T-
0: Tyler, do you want to take this or do you want me to? I mean, you just go
4: catch them. Yeah. With like your hands. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You get some rope and you tie them up and okay. tie up their legs. And
5: with a rope? Harp didn't get to play this. She didn't She didn't really get mm, schooling. So.
1: Must have been a homeschool only thing. <laughs> yeah. Corey, as the DM, were you homeschooled? Was uh, the DM homeschooled? Like in real life? Cano- no, canonically. Canonically?
0: Canonically, the DM like doesn't exist, right?
1: Canonically?
4: Aren't you God? Canonically, was God homeschooled?
0: There are God...
4: That's the problem. <laughs> are you the God of gods? Have fun putting all this together. <laughs> this is getting real deep.
0: <laughs> Oh, we are having a crisis. You're
2: talking about Pokemon, and this is completely irrelevant, so uh, I apologize. But uh, another reason why we have to play D&D more often is because I've had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon cards have been sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead, I've gotten into Magic the Gathering. And nice. God help me. Oh, not nice. Not nice.
0: Nice.
2: <laughs> we have three bundles and two Commander decks later. <laughs> uh, it is a problem. I believe it. Let's play D&D, because I can't afford... More magic.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Then last time on Vibe Proficiency, you all left Holyhead after doing some crimes and junk, and you made your way back to Port Crescent by the late morning. Uh, You immediately went and checked out a few shops. Uh, Notably, Kelly finally replaced her Broken Thieves tools, and uh, she even got a discount on them by, like, shapeshifting into Arwell, the thief that you helped in Holyhead. Uh, Cadmist got an Abjuration spellbook from the Spelling Bee and started trying to, like, leaf his way through it and hopefully get a better understanding of the arcane. Uh, and in the same store, Peck grabbed a couple of spell scrolls. Uh, everyone but Peck went to the pet store, forever friends, and met the owner Asher, a big, sweet minotaur who sold everyone pets. Uh, meanwhile, Peck met Denor, the owner of the shop Bloodletting, and made an (laughs) interesting deal. Uh, Excited about the prospect of trading more blood for magical items, he took a detour with Mira to Rats, Bats, and Vats, the alchemist shop, for some more empty vials. Uh, Seven episodes after meeting her, you asked the owner's name. It was Hildry, by the way. And in chatting with her, Mira noticed some bruising on her face and assumed the worst. So uh, she discreetly proposed a system where Hildry would leave a three-leaf clover in the corner of the shop window to kind of let the party know if she needs help. Uh, Okay. I think that catches us up. Uh, and you said you were heading to the manor, I think, uh, last time?
2: Yes, and as we're walking away, I want to see if she put the thing in the window.
0: Okay, yeah, you uh, you take a quick peek at the window of Hildry's shop, and it looks like maybe she closed early, uh, but the shamrock isn't in the window. As
1: we meet up with the rest of the group, I reach out and give the same thoughts to the other animals that they they bought, similar to that of the snake.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, I'd let them die but save you
4: thing. (laughs) My bird doesn't like you. You you don't know that? (laughs) I've decided that.
0: I mean, I guess nobody would know if you did, like, send thoughts to the animals. Uh... Uh, you reach out to the Raven. Uh, what's her name again? Athena, the poet of justice. <laughs> Athena, the poet of justice. And you give her the same message that you sent Simon, the snake last episode. Uh, and then you reach out to the badger. Casey, what did you name it? Shot. <laughs> did you name it? Chant?
3: I don't think he's listened to that podcast. Uh, the badger's name is Thaddeus. <laughs>
0: okay. okay, Thaddeus. Uh,
3: perfect. No, that's, that's perfect. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention in the recap that your uh, shady deal with Denor was to get your bag of holding. I, peck i assume your unseen servant is wearing that or no it's on me like on
1: peck it's on elwyn himself uh and he's uh, moved some of the stuff all of his blood uh, keeps all the blood in there uh, <laughs> moved his uh, ball bearings in there so he can use those he's got his wand in there so he can easily pull his wand out his uh, book of ancient secrets in there he's just he's ready how
4: big is his book of ancient secrets
1: uh it's the size of a typical tome
4: so when he's like holding it like Does himself hold it or does his servant? Uh,
1: Typically, the the unseen servant holds it. But in the morning when he wakes up, he just has it laid on the ground. So that way he can cast while looking at it. And then when his unseen servant appears, his unseen servant holds it for him.
0: I don't know if we actually got into like how the bag of holding works. Um, It's just one of those like D&D ass things that I feel like most folks know about. But like in the interest of like, you know, making sure we and the audience are on the same page here. It's a weird little bag that always weighs 15 pounds, like regardless of its contents, right? Yes. Uh, and it can hold up to 500 pounds worth of stuff, as long as that stuff isn't more than like 60 something cubic oh, feet, lot. which is like oh, wild. It's so much. Yeah. It's like bonkers how big this pocket dimension is on the inside of this
1: bag. And if you place a bag of holding inside of another bag of holding, they both explode and a, a gate opens to the astral plane. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, there's
0: there's some weird planar physics going on here.
1: And all the items placed inside of them are lost to the astral
0: plane. If you uh,
4: reach your hand in and pull it inside out, everything comes out of it. Yeah, and
0: also if the bag is like ripped or ruptured or whatever, it turns itself like um, it's a bomb. <laughs> Yeah, like the bag is linked to the astral plane. So if the bag itself is like ruined, it like explodes on that end, like all the stuff stays scattered in the astral plane forever. Uh, There's not much air in there either, like stuff can suffocate in there. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, and yeah uh, Chandler's right about the bag in a bag thing it goes a bit further though like uh, the bag can't go into any other extra dimensional space created by like a portable hole or whatever uh, it would destroy both of them and then open a rift into the astral plane That's yeah, great and then that rift will just suck anyone and anything within 10 feet of it into a random place in the astral plane like not necessarily together just random and then spots. the gate
1: closes and locks yeah
0: <laughs> and it just shuts itself after that so you're stuck like it can't be reopened if that happens it's like one way it's great i mean it's terrifying and uh the mouth of the bag is like two feet in diameter and like uh, it's like two feet deep like the item has to fit into that sized space for the bag to be able to hold it so basically
1: the the largest thing is like a book like it's a satchel that would be so like a book or anything like that but really not much else can fit through that opening. Yeah, like can't. i can't put like a full-sized human
0: person no but you can maybe put like you know like a like cat <laughs>
1: size yeah dragon.
0: yeah yeah you're with me on that okay uh Okay, you were heading to the manor, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. You all leave uh, Central Plaza, and you make your way northward through town. The, uh, The shops and stalls and vendors give way to houses and apartments, and the noises die down a bit. And it's really pleasant as you pass through the large green space between the smaller neighborhoods and Moonvale Manor on the edge of town. And, uh, someone greets you at the door when you knock and after welcoming you in, they disappear off to the kitchen to resume preparing food. It's like early afternoon and from the smell of it, it's like lunchtime is coming up soon. Uh, are you like looking for Ansel or are you heading to your rooms? Like, what's the plan?
2: Uh, I think I want to look for him.
0: Cool. Yeah. You ask around and you're told that he's likely in his study and that he spends the majority of his day in there if he's not at the barracks.
2: And he didn't give us any rules about like, don't enter the study, right? Okay. yeah, I'm going to go up to him, give him a rundown of what we've been up to.
0: Yeah, all right. The uh, the double doors on the study seem to be mostly closed, but they're just like slightly ajar when you walk up. I'm going to knock. Cool. While you're knocking, you hear like muffled talking from behind the door. Uh, make a perception check to see if you can like discern any of it.
2: A nat 20 for a 24. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, so you knock and as you do, you hear Ansel talking and he's saying, no, no, that's not what I pay you for. I want every resource we have on this. Find them. And as you knock, the door swings open a bit further, and he turns away from the window to face you, and there seems to be nobody else there. Stone of
3: far speech.
0: (laughs) See the big bad. He turns to you and he says, Oh, Mira, my apologies. I didn't expect the pleasure of your company. Come in, come in. Any news from your travels?
2: Uh, Well, we did make our way up to Holyhead. We found some things out about uh, where the undead might have been coming from.
0: Yeah, he smiles through his, like, silver beard and mustache, and he says, I knew I could count on you and your friends. Are, are they here? I'd love to discuss this over a meal. I'm famished.
2: Yes, um, we're all here. We we did a little bit of shopping as well. Uh, you can see we have some new friends, and I show him Simon. We also, you know, the the halfling woman uh, down at Bats uh, Vets, Bats, and Cats, She's she's been very kind to us. And as I say that, I just want to insight check on him to see if he, like, makes any faces.
0: Yeah, roll that vibe check.
2: Yeah, I want to. That's that's a nineteen, nineteen on vibe check. Yeah,
0: you see him kind of puzzling over it for a minute, and then it kind of clicks into place. Like, ah, Fairhedge, Hildry Fairhedge, our alchemical savior, as it were.
2: She, yeah, she's quite the kind woman. Uh, runs an excellent job.
0: Uh, he says. I couldn't agree more fervently. I haven't had many dealings with her myself, but we became acquainted shortly after you left for Holyhead when she stopped by the barracks with a great deal of that antidote she created at your request. A kind gesture. We actually commissioned her services to create some more to keep on hand. And you do get the vibe that he isn't, like, hiding anything from you, and you also kind of figure that you could at the very least go back and corroborate that story with Hildry if you wanted to.
2: I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Why don't we go get the rest of the group?
0: Yeah, he says, an excellent idea, my friend. I hope you're hungry. And he walks with you out of the study. Uh, you all congregate in the dining area while food is being slowly brought out as it's made ready. Uh, and he welcomes you all and asks if you have any requests for food. Uh, bacon.
1: Bacon would be nice. <laughs> uh, give me that bacon check. Let's see. Let's see how this bacon is. Give me that good, good bake. <laughs> That's a five <laughs> on Bacon.
0: Just like before, the bacon does show up a few minutes later, and it's like charred and crispy. I hate it. Yeah, and Ansel seems to think it's great again. Ansel
1: just loves it so much. I just, I, I, I'm also checking back.
0: Uh, he had a
1: five out of twenty bacon the first time around too. Same
2: bacon. He's very consistent. He's
1: consistent in his bacon.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, you're all eating, and he says. All right, priorities. Um, First things first, it seems introductions are perhaps in order. And he's kind of like looking around and smiling at all the animals. Do they need fun facts? I mean, not unless you feel like giving me one.
2: Well, you've already met Simon.
0: Of course, Simon, a pleasure. And he
4: gives a little nod to the snake. This is Athena, the poet of justice. May the Doombringer's justice smite swiftly <laughs> within its talons. <laughs> Cadmus really loves the name for that bird, huh? Cadmus is very proud of that.
0: So much
3: reverence.
2: <laughs> I'm so happy we finally found our Usador on this spot Oh,
3: god. This is Thaddeus. I don't have a, a long introduction for him. He's just... Thaddeus.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ansel smiles, but also, like, as we've established, Thaddeus is kind of a rowdy boy, like, you know, <laughs> like badgers are. Like, they're mean and junk. So uh, I think you can tell he's also a bit wary of having one at the table, but he's being polite about it.
5: Um, I have cheddar on my head, <laughs> so I just point up and I go... And this is Cheddar.
0: Yeah, Ansel seems to be loving this, but you do notice that the folks that are like cooking and bringing food in have not really taken their eyes <laughs> off of Cheddar since you sat down.
1: Is Heart being ratatouille'd right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Quick roll of wisdom save to break free from Cheddar's control.
5: We're, we're really gonna do this. No, no, oh. No. Oh! Uh, <laughs> oh, you did. Uh, yeah, but guess what? Uh, if
3: only
0: it was a, net As a seventeen.
5: One. Cheddar can't do shit. Apparently,
3: Cheddar's your good role for
5: <laughs> shoot.
1: Next time we're in battle, uh, I'm just gonna like reach out with my mind and and tell them tell Cheddar to control her. Cheddar <laughs> might be a really good bacon cook.
5: You, you never know. know.
2: Oh, too bad you didn't get Cheddar. He could help with your baking. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So uh, after everyone introduces their animals, uh, Ansel says. Uh, I'm intrigued to learn of your findings. Mira says you came upon some useful information.
4: Well, there's this uh, elf lady that we beat up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he cocks an eyebrow in surprise. And she was like, a bad uh, guy, though. Uh, uh, we we most about.
4: definitely did not take care of it. So she promised me she, she would never do it again. Mm. She was a thief. She was stealing stuff up in Holyhead. And I... For a note,
1: I just want to say that they gave her a ring that allows her to change her voice and sent her on her way. God,
0: you fucking narc. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but she gave us this, and I pull out the... Um I don't even remember what we got from her, to be honest.
0: Uh, You know, not much in the way of, like, physical goods. Uh, You got info about the woman in Holyhead casing the town before the attack, Uh, the house in the woods, where she might be. And I think y'all grabbed the, uh, like, the thieves can't note from her contact with info about the ring. And yeah, I guess you could, like, hand him the note. Uh, And he kind of gives it a once over and says, so this thief, she was the one raising the dead?
1: Uh, She claims that she had no idea it was happening. Uh, But she did give us uh, a a, a location in the forest where we might be able to look for for more information.
0: Uh, He says, these woods, the journal forest? Yes. I see. It's an awfully large place, my friends, and dangerous without the proper knowledge of the area.
4: Do you happen to have anyone in town that has a great knowledge over the forest? Like a, like a ranger or something, perhaps?
0: Uh, good question. Let me see. Is that Anziel
1: saying that? He's just checking (laughs) his, checking his black book? Going through his Rolodex?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I genuinely, I genuinely am looking through my notes. Uh... You know, Ansel's probably not sure, actually, but you would probably remember a large stall in Central Plaza filled with hunting supplies and pelts and survival gear and junk like that. Uh, It's called Fletcher's Hunting Goods.
2: Do we want to check in with Fletcher or do we want to? I mean,
0: it probably
4: wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to talk before we head out.
0: Yeah, he says, that seems wise. It's a shame. Things are never quite as easy as one might hope. If you need anything from me, of course, I'm available, as is my home indefinitely. I pray for your safe return with good news.
2: Well, speaking of, what do you know of Kelimvor? Uh,
0: He furrows his brow in in slight confusion as to why you'd ask him this. And he says, the the god of the dead.
2: Yes, uh, his temple is tied to this. We believe a relic was stolen from that temple that's allowing whoever's doing this to raise the dead. We believe it to be the crown of the Forgotten One. It's missing from his temple. It must be connected. Maybe it's giving them the power to raise the dead or it was part of their ritual.
0: He sits back in his chair, like clearly in thought, and he picks up a piece of that blackened bacon and um, sort of crunches on it absentmindedly for a second. And he says, if you have a lead on where this artifact is and you can track it down, find the person responsible, I'm sure we can handle the artifact and put this whole thing behind us for the town's sake. I know you'd all agree that the fine people of the cities along the path have seen enough of this undead blight. I agree. Well, as I said, you know how to find me, if necessary. I suppose I should let you get back to it, though. And he stands up to start heading towards his study, and then he turns and says, Oh, I meant to say, I received word while you were out that the last of the poison guards finally pulled through. I appreciate your help on that night.
4: How many civilian casualties happened?
0: Oh, no. So far as we can tell, everyone made it away from the night with only minor injuries, save the poison guards.
1: So the girl survived. <laughs> so us locking her into the inn? <laughs> oh, Anziel, at, at the inn, uh, before we left, we made sure the the, the innkeeper's uh, child stayed there unharmed. She she was unharmed,
0: correct? <laughs> he says, trust me when I say that if she hadn't, the innkeeper would have given us all a earful and then some.
1: And in your expert opinion... Had we not expertly had her stay there, she would have died,
0: yes? (laughs) Uh, He says, well, I I suppose it would be hard to prove one way or the Mm. other, but for what it's worth, Elwin, I think you made a good choice. Mm -hmm. And then he heads off to his study
3: with a slight bow. A good choice. Good choice, (laughs) not a good deed.
2: (laughs) Um, Is there anyone else in the room with us? Yeah, I mean, just the kitchen staff. Okay, I don't want to say anything just yet then.
0: Yeah, that's fine, no worries. Uh, I'm going to go to bed, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could. It's a bedtime, right?
2: Oh, yeah. About what time is it? I mean,
0: it's like two top. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were
1: having dinner. stands up at, at two o'clock in the Although, afternoon. Although, to be fair, it was 3 a.m. when we robbed this place, did that, and then we walked back here.
0: <laughs> That's true. Because
3: yeah, we true. didn't stop
1: the camp. We just walked straight through.
3: I say let's go talk to uh, Fletcher. And then head out.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, you all take your leave and you find yourself walking back the way you came, you know, through the large, beautiful park nearby. You're making your way into the neighborhoods. And Mira, you're all more or less alone now.
2: Great. Um, so I I went to go check in with Ansel while we were coming in, and it seemed like he was talking to no one. Uh, he was speaking alone and mentioning he needs to find them no matter what it would take. I, I don't know who he was referring to. Um, but he seemed to drop it as soon as I walked in.
0: And then Kira, who is, like, currently talking to somebody that you can't see, is like, oh, weird, who would do that?
5: (laughs) (laughs) So it's weird. (laughs) Do we still not know about this? I I mean, I'm just curious. Uh,
4: Tyler's aware, isn't
1: he?
5: Well,
4: uh, I'm aware (laughs) of some things.
3: Uh, You talk out loud, like, all the time, right? Like, under your breath? Uh, She goes in between, sometimes out loud, sometimes in her head. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you'd all be aware of that, for sure. Oh, hold up a
1: second. If Peck reaches out with his awakened mind, can Can
4: you stop touching people with your mind? (laughs)
1: Can he hear this other person?
0: Uh, I know you have like awakened mind or whatever. And if someone or something close by speaks a language, you can like communicate. But uh, yeah, there's something distant about whomever Kira talks to Like either that or there is nobody else. You can't tell. Okay, just curious. Just curious. For sure. Yeah. Uh, What are you all going to do now?
5: Let's go to I Fletcher's. Think we're Fletcher's.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the sounds of the plaza are growing louder, and after a few more minutes of walking, you make your way into the bustling shopping district, and and you make a beeline for the hunter's stall. Uh, it's got a banner of a sign that's like hand painted and it says Fletcher's Hunting Goods. And underneath is presumably Fletcher. Uh, they're sitting in a chair with like a bear pelt laid over it and they're like leaning back with their feet up on the main counter. And their chair is like tipped back on two legs and they're sort of whittling away at this small piece of wood, uh, carving it into a little pointed shape that might be the beginnings of a bird or some other small animal. And around the stall is just all sorts of gear, like knives and packs and traps and like portable shelter kits, just all kinds of woodsy shit. And as the group of you walk up together, they nod at you and kind of pull their pointed hat up out of their eyes and give a small smile while kind of setting their chair back firmly on the ground. And they lean forward as if in greeting. Yeah, good talk. (laughs) Loving this. (laughs) Yeah, this is still a good talk. This is, is a good initiate
5: <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh uh hello there.
0: <laughs> yeah, after the awkward pause and like Peck nudges Harp to talk, uh Fletcher says, Hey there.
5: So uh rumor has it you're really good with forests. <laughs>
0: Uh, they like they like lower their whittling project into their lap and they say, did you just say rumor has it you're good with forest?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is this is this how like harp like hits on people?
5: Listen, her social skills are garbage. OK, she's doing her best out here.
1: So here you're good at the forest,
0: right? Yeah,
5: that's that is what she said. <laughs>
0: uh, they uh, they slip their knife back into a sheath on their belt and they say, I, I've been accused of having a bit of a knack for forest. That's
5: what the kids call it.
0: How can I help?
5: Well, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, no, that's not obviously in character.
4: <laughs> I
1: don't know.
5: <laughs> so no, 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 no. Amongst us, like we are, st- the reason we're using Fletcher is to kind of to give us the layout, so we can see where we would find this person. Uh, well, uh, so, uh,
2: so rumor has it that there's a house of nobility in the forest. Have you heard of such things?
0: They say. Uh, I, I think I know the place. You don't strike me as the treasure-hunting types, though. And and anyway, at this point, whatever may have been in there is long gone, if you're hoping to loot it.
2: Oh, uh, n- Not loot, We but we have a particular interest in visiting it.
0: <laughs> Many do. Uh, are you at all familiar with the woods?
2: Uh, yes, I, I grew up in the Dernal Forest, and we just made our way up to Holy Head and back.
0: They say, uh, perfect, hold on. And they take a little piece of charcoal from one of the bowls on the back table, and they start sketching on a scrap of paper. And you watch as they draw out the eastern coastal path that connects a bunch of the cities beyond the edges of the bay where Port Crescent sits. And they mark out the edges of the forest along it. And they say, this one here is us. Uh, Home sweet home, that. And they circle a little spot on the map. And here's Holyhead, where you said you came from. And they circle another spot higher up. And it's low-key impressive how nice this little scratched-out map is coming together. Uh, And they draw a box around a small region of the forest, roughly halfway between both. And they say, "Uh, that's where you're heading, uh, somewhere in this box here. But mind you, if you go too much further east or north from this little region, I'm sure you're capable, folks. But just so my conscience is clear, I'm warning you now. That forest is home to some things that you'd rather not meet if you go too deep. And they give you the little scrappy map.
2: Oh, thank you for this. It will come in great help.
0: Yeah, they're like dusting their charcoaly hands off on a nearby rag and they say, Yeah, of course. And uh, well, thank you for buying something from the shop. And they kind of give a little smirk and a wink. <laughs> Well, thanks.
2: <laughs> Do you have any, like, really tiny pelts? Uh, like how tiny? Like snake size.
0: <laughs> you put a cape on? on?
2: Yeah, yeah, if I wanted to give him a nice warm uh,
0: Yeah, there's, like, squirrel or maybe rabbit pelt.
2: Is it, like, a bear rug style where the head's still there? No,
0: no, no head, no extremities.
2: <laughs> okay, how much for this?
0: Uh, they take a look and they say, oh, a gold, one gold.
2: All right, uh, th- I think this is well worth the the help you gave us and, and the pelt. Okay, and then yeah. I make a little, little cape for... Simon, when it gets cold, just tie a little rope around. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah, uh, you give Fletcher their gold, and they, you know, they give you a little smile and a nod before sitting back down and resuming their whittling project. You know, head into the forest.
2: I think we have just to head to the forest. Straight in.
0: Dive I'm good in. with making
4: some distance if you guys want to walk, and we can camp somewhere.
1: I do want to add that Peck has put on the ring of sustenance, but I do have to wear it for a full week before it does any before it's attuned, But I am wearing. Yeah. It. Totally.
0: Okay. Uh, you all head up the eastern coastal path and after a few hours of walking, it gets dark and the travelers and merchants along the path are becoming more scarce and you're all getting a bit tired. Uh, I know you said you might want to camp. Did you actually want to do that or are you going to like keep heading towards your destination?
1: Yeah, we'll take that rest in the forest.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Try to search for somewhere that's easily defendable.
1: I would like to spend the first two hours of this time uh, copying my ritual spells that I bought into my ritual book uh and then in my in my little area that i'm sleeping in or
0: what are we are we sleeping in like
1: tents like what's what's our i'm thinking like
0: lean twos probably
1: oh perfect uh in the entrance to my lean to uh i would then like to spend the next 10 minutes casting my ritual alarm uh so you know if anyone tries to come into my tent i will immediately be uh awoken
0: (laughs) but just yours i take it
1: oh I, i can only do a 20 foot the specifics of it say you set an alarm against unwanted intrusion. Choose a door, window, or an area within range that is no longer than a twenty-foot cube. Cool. So and the spell lasts for eight hours. So if anyone enters, even tiny or large creatures, it'll set off an alarm. And I choose I choose to make it a mental cool, yeah. alarm to my uh, to my head. Yeah. Yeah, good. I
2: wanna um, just around the area we are in. I wanna make like a little, almost like a fence, just with some sticks. And some twigs so that if someone steps into the area, uh, we'll hear like that huge crunch. Cool, yeah.
4: I'm going to spend my time kind of bonding with Athena and also reading some of this magic
3: book I got. Kira is going to spend the first hour of this eight hours meditating.
0: Like on anything in particular or just like being mindful?
3: Just quieting
0: uh, her mind. Yeah, I dig that. All right, then. Yeah, you all accomplish those things and get a good eight hours of rest. So, if my math is right, it should be uh, two a.m. Yeah, yeah, it's back to right. two a.m. Yeah, two a.m. So it's the middle of the night, and you wake up in the darkness of the woods. And yeah, it sounds like
1: the best spooky time to go <laughs> looking in the woods, <laughs> right? I've got dark vision, so I can, I can see in the see. dark.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm not scared. Okay, good. Yeah. So uh, we're at full HP and spell slots. Everyone's rested. Uh, who's leading the way now that we're, like, in the thick of the woods? I, I vote for Mira to lead.
2: I, I can. I feel like I'm pretty familiar with the woods. Yeah,
0: sounds good. Uh, roll me the nature. Get that nature check.
2: A 17.
0: Nice. Uh, you all follow Mira through the trees as she, like, scrutinizes Fletcher's map and consults the sky for direction every so often. Uh, all the while the woods are getting more dense and alive with sounds. The noises of chirping insects, the rustling of the underbrush filled with small nocturnal animals, the long mournful calls of what sounds like wolves in the distance. Mira, in the past, you didn't even tend to go this deep into the forest at night when you could help it. It's, it's a little daunting, uh, but you managed to lead the group through the paths of least resistance until you notice it through the thinning branches. It's a clearing, empty, but you're positive this is where you should be. And as you walk further in towards the clearing, you start to question your sanity for a brief moment, because in front of you, a house has suddenly come into view. It's small, but ornate and strange. Uh, It's a bit unorthodox in structure, and it's hard to really nail down any one part of it completely. Like, you stare at it, and it's almost shifting, but it's not. It's completely stationary and motionless. You're just having a hard time, like understanding what you're seeing in terms of detail, but you know it's a house.
1: Uh, can I detect magic?
0: Yeah, for sure. You begin to detect magic, and you can see now that this whole little clearing is just radiating with this subtle but deep indigo. There's some illusory magic at play here, but the house is definitely there. Like, you guess maybe that magic conceals the house itself? should we knock or should we just um
5: i can try to open that door now that i <gasps> oh with your thieves tools <laughs> uh
0: yeah so uh make a dex roll and then add your proficiency bonus for your thieves oh, tools oh
5: man here we go <laughs> Okay.
3: Wow! <laughs> Is that a seven?
5: Huh. Yeah.
0: Try
3: disguising yourself as uh, what's your face? See if that helps. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Try disguising yourself as somebody who can pick locks. <laughs> 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 no, you can. Uh, you can totally try one more time though.
5: If you want. Yeah, I'm i uh, I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> So that would be a 13.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you feel like you're so close. Like you're counting the pins. You've got all but one in place, and you finally twist, and nothing.
3: Cadmus, do you want to kick the door in?
0: I have this axe.
4: You <laughs> have my axe. Let's break this door. <laughs> all right. And we tried knocking. I'm going to get the great axe. Okay.
1: Hulah! <laughs> Fifteen. Does he yell when he does that? Yeah,
0: he does that exactly. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so Harp tries a couple times, and it's just like, ugh, new tools. And then Cadmus unslings his wood cutting axe from his back and just bashes the hell out of the door. Oh no! (laughs) Comes down in pieces, and you all hear the like loud reverberant echo cascading through this long hallway in front of you. Uh, You can see some dim lights down the hall from you, but you can't see much from out here.
2: I want to try to listen to hear if there's any reaction to the loud bang
0: yeah do a perception check
2: oh that's a 12
0: yeah you don't hear anything reacting to the axe sound but uh with a 12 you notice that the way this crash bounces around in there that it's maybe like bigger than it seems inside
2: are we going in stealthily i hope that would be our best bet
4: (laughs) yeah if we are stealthing i will let you go first i shall go last i am not stealthy
5: okay yeah everyone roll stealth then 12. Oh, uh, that's. I'm the worst ranger. It's gonna be
2: an 8 for Mira.
5: That's. I got a 9.
4: Got an
3: eighteen. Oh, I got a five.
2: Uh, what well, a
0: nat one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dunkaroos. Uh, yeah, you're you're all off to a decently stealthy start. Uh, you're all walking down this like long hallway with these descending stairs in the dim light. And about three quarters of the way down, Kira loses her footing for just a moment and accidentally bumps backwards into Thaddeus the badger who is trailing behind her, and it startles him, and he lets out this ferocious little snarl, and it just like resounds down the remainder of this hallway, and you can hear how it hits the perpendicular hallway below and echoes through the rest of the house and like everyone stops in their tracks to listen but just like before like nothing seems to hear you don't know why we
1: brought the stupid badger
0: <laughs> do you uh do you all keep going down the stairs yes
1: yes
0: let's do it okay you finish your descent and yeah you find yourself at an intersection with a staircase and a hallway that runs left and right from it uh, like the stairs face a wall and you'll have to decide if you go left or right from here And no matter which way you go, the hallway makes a 90 degree turn like further into the house.
4: I'm going to turn to the poet of justice. Which way do you think?
1: Uh, When I when I hear him ask the the raven, I uh, reach out with my mind and try and get the, the raven to like
0: leap to its left uh, uh, roll animal handling i guess i
4: don't like the idea of peck manipulating cadmus that's fine I, I rolled a
0: two <laughs> uh, <laughs> athena looks deeply into your eyes with what seems to be understanding peck and she starts pecking at cadmus armor again she does not know shit <laughs>
4: <laughs> i
1: think it's looking left
0: excellent i vote left
2: okay. all right to the left
0: uh, okay, yeah, you all start heading to the left and round the right-hand corner at the end of the hall and you see another hallway. Uh, all the furniture and decor here is, is really nice. A bit old-timey, maybe, but really pretty. Is the room filled with boxes?
3: What, like crates? Yeah. <laughs> you want to, like, smash things Bloodborne-style? or? No, I was wondering if everything that the owner owned was in the boxes to the left. Oh, my oh, God, God, I hate
0: you so much. <laughs> God damn it, I respect you. <laughs>
2: Is there a lot of dust on the ground or dirt or anything?
0: No, actually, what's weird about this is that it seems untouched, like completely undisturbed. Uh, And both Arwell and Fletcher said that people have at least tried to come through here. So you'd expected it to be a little more worse for wear. And looted. (laughs) Yeah, and Fletcher said it'd be empty.
5: I mean, do you guys want to keep on going forward? Let's keep exploring.
0: Yeah, so you walk down the long hallway and it ends in a right turn. And you're in another hallway. And it's really similar to the last one. It's got a little bench along the wall. There's a table at the end with a potted plant in it. And above it, there's a lovely painting with an ornate frame. And this hallway seems to end in a right-hand turn, too. Let's follow the turn. Yeah. Yeah, you're around the corner. Yeah, let's just slowly but surely following the hallway.
2: I like the slowly. Yeah. Slowly and cautiously. Sure,
0: yeah. Uh, you hit the end of the hall, and you're standing by the plant and the painting, Uh, And the turn leads to yet another similarly decorated hallway that turns at the end.
1: Is there anything hidden in the plant?
0: Uh, You can make an investigation check if you want, yeah.
1: Oh, there's something hidden in the plant, guys. (laughs) Uh, That is, uh, that's a 14.
0: Yeah, your unseen servant leans over the plant to give you a better look from its shoulder, and you do actually see what's inside. Uh, It's dirt.
4: Oh! (laughs) Maybe you can put that in your vial.
0: Is it magic dirt? It's dirt.
1: But is it magic dirt? (laughs) No, no, it seems to be regular old dirt. (laughs) okay if you say so i take some dirt (laughs) why (laughs) feed it to your bird
0: it's
4: a raven (laughs) still a bird
0: do you actually reach in and take the dirt
4: no unless the poet of justice would like some but i don't think she wants any unless you want us to take some
0: (laughs) i just i couldn't tell if tyler was joking
1: or not i'm good i don't want any dirt what if that's the key to the puzzle so we keep going yeah, let's just keep going. Okay,
0: yeah, uh, you you take the right-hand turn, and you see a strangely similar hallway to the last few. Uh, there's a little bench, there's a framed painting, there's a table and a plant, but it's all laid out slightly differently here. Uh, and sure enough, the hallway turns to the right at the end. Peek
5: around that corner.
0: Uh, so this time, uh, there's a hallway that seems to turn right at the end, and it's got really similar furnishings and decor. Are we going in circles? (laughs) Are are we going in circles? It's weird, right? Because, yeah, I mean, you've made a bunch of right-hand turns down very similar hallways, but you haven't hit the stairwell you came from or seen quite the same thing twice yet, so you're not sure.
5: It's getting a little suspicious, though. (laughs) uh,
0: can,
1: Can I discern if we are going down?
5: No, you
0: haven't noticed any change in elevation since the stairs, no.
1: Okay. I guess we just go around again.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, You make another right-hand turn, and you see a really similar hallway. Decorated nicely, same style of bench, different placement, different plant each time, little end table. Uh, This one does happen to have a mirror instead of a painting.
1: Can I investigate that mirror?
0: Yeah, I mean, you walk up to it, you tap on it, you check out your reflection in it, uh, you pull it all the way off the wall and set it down on the ground, leaning against the wall. It's a mirror.
1: Kick the mirror and break it <laughs> as I walk away.
0: Rules for luck Yeah, I mean, uh, you like kick a spider-webbing crack into the mirror before continuing down the hall.
1: Uh, anyone else, or do, do we want to keep moving?
5: No, I think we should just keep going. Just keep going. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, okay.
0: So you round the right-hand turn, and this time, uh, you see like a long hallway that looks to make a right-hand turn, <laughs> and there's similar furniture and like a painting and a plant.
1: Does anyone feel as if we might be uh, (laughs) walking in circles?
5: Just feels like a trap, doesn't it?
1: Hmm. About how far have we felt? How long is each like walkway before we turn a corner?
0: Uh, They're fairly long. I'd say between like uh, 30, 40 feet. (sighs) Trying to see how much rope I have.
5: Are you going to try to leave a trail? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Did anybody bring bread?
0: Don't. You have
5: bread? I do have bread. (laughs) I do have bread. Oh, I hope Cheddar didn't get it. Um,
1: (laughs) You all wait right here. And then I want to backtrack like three turns.
5: Yeah,
0: like you you turn around and walk to where you came from. Do I run into them? (laughs) No, you, you don't make a loop, no.
1: Okay, I come back to them. I don't think we're walking in a okay, circle.
0: Yeah, you come around that third corner again, and you start talking to the group, and they're not there. Uh-oh! <laughs> oh, good job, you're gone. <laughs> you're alone, and the layout of the room is slightly different than you recall. And it's only now that you realize like, you were too focused on your end goal, and your passive perception wasn't quite high enough to alert you to the fact that none of the hallways you just passed through seemed to be the ones you came from it was like different each time you took a turn
1: i can't see them so i can't reach out with my awakened mind to speak with them for the awakened mind to speak to them i have to see them for the other one i just have to know their where i have to know where they are and be within like that's the pseudo dragon one is just being able to impart uh feelings and images
0: yeah you want to put out feelings where you thought they were and see if they can hear you
1: and i just want to be all like just an image of this is a different hallway
0: yeah okay uh the rest of you Peck says to wait here, leaves, and now you're just getting images of some other hallway. Uh,
4: we should go see if we can find him, and then I'm going to head back the direction he went.
2: I'm going to follow Gadmist. Same.
3: Yeah, I will too.
2: But I think what I want to do uh, is I have that dagger that I stole from What's-Her-Face, and I want to try to just take the dagger, because you know when you kind of rub a rock, it gets that light gray. I want to like make a marking to be like, we've been here before for sure.
0: Yeah, sure, you want to like make a little mark for yourself? or Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you make a distinct mark on the wall to let yourself know you've been here before. Um, what are you all doing now?
2: We could tie a rope to someone and they can go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way we're going to be able to figure out what, what's them happening back? out. Or we pull forward if we all hold on to the rope.
4: Yeah, I guess so. Does anyone volunteer? I'll do it if no one else wants to.
3: Cadmus, I think you should stay since you are the strongest one out of all of us. If we need leverage, we're going to need you to anchor. Um, I guess I guess I'll go. So I'm going to I'm going to tie some rope around
4: her waist and hold on to it like as she goes.
3: OK,
0: uh, Kira, you had left around the corner rope tied securely. Uh, and you get a few feet into the hallway before your spirit tells you that this is a different hallway than the one you thought it would be.
3: It isn't like it was when you passed through here before. Cool. I go, d- oh, wait, dunk. I should have mind-linked with one of you before I <laughs> did that.
4: Yeah, I was thinking, I,
3: I should have told you to tug on
4: the rope if <laughs> it was different.
3: Shit. Uh, can so So I can either go down explore this or go back but there's no guarantee if i were to go off on my own again that i would end up in this same hallway yeah you're not sure it's like a nook island (laughs) um the rope's still tied to me so i'll go down the end of the hallway and turn with it
0: yeah just like before you uh you round the far corner and find yourself in a similar but different hallway All right. Uh, It's also weird because you kind of expect to feel like a tug on the end of the rope to indicate you're running out of it, but you're just not feeling that. And you turn around and the rope is not quite taut. There's like slack in it and it goes around the corner you came from.
3: Can I follow the rope back?
0: Yeah, you you follow the rope around the corner and find a different but similar hallway and the rope extends beyond you like all the way to the end and around the corner.
3: Okay, Uh, I'm going to follow the rope all the way back to the source. You
0: follow it back to where it should end and instead find yourself in another hallway with a rope extending again around the next corner.
4: How much time has passed since she left?
0: I mean, not terribly long in the grand scheme, but like definitely longer than you think it should take to walk around the corner and back. I'm going
4: to I'm gonna pull her back. It's been too long. I'm just going to start pulling the rope. Yep. Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, Cadmus and Mira start pulling on the rope and it just keeps coming in without resistance. <laughs> like you don't feel any tension on it at all.
4: We're we're trapped in this
0: forever. <laughs> this is this is where it ends. Uh, Harp, are you helping here too, or no?
5: I'm with them, but I'm not holding onto the rope or anything. Okay, uh,
0: then make a wisdom save as you watch them pull on this rope that seemingly has no end. Twenty one. <sighs> You're watching them do this and the panic is setting in for them and it's so confusing and there's something about being able to observe the physics of this from a distance. It's like realizing you've been dreaming and you take a look at the hallway again and it's empty. Like all of the furnishings and decorations are missing and you turn to look at Cadmus and Mira again and they're conscious but they look out of it and you can see it now. They Don't look like they did a minute ago. They're standing together kind of lethargically miming like they're pulling on rope. (laughs) But there isn't one there. Like they're not actually holding anything.
5: So I'm going to walk up to them and see if I can kind of just wake. Are they... You said they're conscious. So I guess I'll try to lightly shake them.
0: Yeah, you walk up in front of them and they don't notice you doing so. And you give them both a little shake And it's like waking someone up in the middle of the night. They like blink and shake their heads and breathe quickly. And you see recognition and awareness like return to their faces. And you two, you're suddenly aware that you're not where you thought you were. You're not even holding anything.
4: So seeing that, I guess I'll stand up and like look around. Uh, Divine Sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, you cast Divine Sense. And that strange mix of good and evil in one entity hits you again. And it's just around the corner. I'm going to peek around the corner. You see Kira. She's staring down at her hands and pulling at rope that isn't there and kind of walking in circles confusedly.
4: I'm going to call the others over. Kira's over here. And then I guess
0: go to her.
2: All right, I'm going to run up to her and do the gentle shaking. Yeah,
0: yeah. you, you hold her by the shoulders and give her a little gentle shake. And you watch as awareness returns to her slowly. And Kira, you note for a brief moment that your quarry spirit takes slightly longer to make it back to full consciousness than you uh, but it does return.
4: Now we just need to find where Peck was.
1: So the hallway I'm in there, you said there's a... I'm just looking at stuff in the hallway just like, trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm, like, making marks on the wall and, like, doing, doing a lap and seeing if the mark was still there where I left it. Yeah, uh,
0: you're, like, doing this over and over. Uh, you make a mark, you round a corner, and if you go back, the room is different and your mark is gone.
1: And I would like to detect magic.
0: Yeah, you do that. Like, you open your senses to the arcane, and that indigo washes over you seemingly from the entire hallway cool everywhere you can see is just deep deep indigo cool, 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 cool. uh make a wisdom save
1: uh that's a six <laughs> uh,
0: yeah i mean uh, after what feels like ages of being lost in a series of changing hallways you're like starting to panic and you detect this magic in the air but you're so overwhelmed that you can't like connect the dots
1: I, I, I just want to like keep reaching out with my mind to where I think like they should be if and be like it's an, like just the, an image of like uh, hallways stacked on top of each other and just the feeling of trapped in this. It's, it's not real.
0: Yeah, the rest of you, you all get these images from Peck and you can feel it. He's like close by.
5: Then I guess we're all gonna go together and go find Peck.
0: I guess we can go back one more corner. Yeah, you walk around the corner and there he is, like sitting atop his unseen servant, who is trying to walk into a wall and kind of like bumping into it repeatedly. I'm gonna snap in front of his face. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it.
4: Ugh. Oh, huh. huh. Hey.
0: I th- thank you for getting.
1: Thank you for getting me out of it. <laughs> how did you? How did you manage to get free?
4: Heart.
5: Managed to snap us out of it. Oh,
1: Harp, you did very well. How, how did you how did you know how to, to deal with the
5: illusion magic? I'm uh, I'm just that good, you know, <laughs> had to see things the way they really were.
1: Very impressive. Very impressive. Indeed. What could have
4: caused that? Peck, you're very knowledgeable in the arcane.
1: Uh, do I know what could have caused that? Yeah, I mean, maybe roll arcana. Uh, that's a 10. Can
2: I help him with that? Because I did study magic on my own. Yeah,
0: you can roll too. Uh,
2: so that's a nat for nice. 25. Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mira knows exactly what she's looking for and points them out to you, Peck. Uh, they're tiny etched runes in the stones of the doorway leading to the stairs where you came from. Like they were on the inside of the doorway, so you wouldn't have seen them. Uh, the hallway itself does in fact go left and right from the stairs. Like It resembles what the illusion showed you, but it's empty.
2: Am I able to uh, use the dagger to destroy the runes or like misshapen them? You want to like ruin them? Yeah, I just want to try to like prevent it from happening again. Yeah, yeah.
0: You scratch through them repeatedly, breaking up the runes. Uh, What are you doing now that you have solved my hallway puzzle? (laughs) Shall we
4: attempt to sneak again?
0: Yeah, I won't make you roll it again. We can keep rocking with the same rolls from earlier. Uh, you're going to keep heading in towards the rest of the house, I take it?
4: Yep, you yeah. gotta go forward. Yeah. I will hang in the back of the group.
0: Right. Okay, yeah, you all make the turn around the end of the hallway that runs perpendicular to the stairs, and you're in the like empty hallway you found Kira in. And it turns right at the end. Uh, but it does also have doorways at the left and right, like each halfway down the hall. Uh, also, I'll save you the time here. You broke the illusion. You're good. Uh, And to kind of paint a picture of the map you guys are seeing now for our listeners, uh, it kind of looks like the layout is such that there's like the stairwell down into the house that seems to be mostly underground, kind of like the temple in Holyhead was, uh, just a kind of small facade building up top. And we already kind of covered it, but that set of stairs runs down into that perpendicular hallway. uh, And either way you turn, you run into a 90 degree turn further into the house and it kind of forms a square set of hallways that acts as like a hub with branching hallways from each of the cardinal directions. Uh, like we'll say that you make your way around that first turn and then the second, uh, and you're on the opposite side of that square hub of hallways now, if that makes sense. And the branching path on this side of the hub is actually what appears to be a bedroom. Uh, no door on it, it looks to have been broken down like long ago, uh, so you can see straight in. Uh, it's got a bed and what appears to be maybe a foot locker next to it. Uh, but the footlocker looks newer than the bed for sure. Is it locked or unlocked? Yeah, I mean, it's closed. You probably couldn't tell if it's locked from here, though.
2: Well, we go in.
5: Yeah, let's go in.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, you walk up to the footlocker and it is indeed locked. Harp, it's your time to shine.
5: Oh, man. <laughs>
0: Roll the lockpick. Here we yeah. go. Sorry, guys. Oh, you got something. this.
5: Okay. Sorry, I have a tiny computer, y'all. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. Oh, nice. Twenty-three.
0: Uh, yeah. In a sheer act of defiance against the lock on the front door that got the better of you earlier, uh, you you like pop that bad boy open in like four seconds flat. Uh, it's maybe the most impressive thing you've ever done with a set of lock picks.
1: I just thought you were gonna leave it at that. You've ever done.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you have finally done something of worth. Way to go.
0: Listen. Uh, inside the chest, let me roll. Our um five of these little stone figurines
5: nice i'm definitely going to uh wait but do i recognize these figurines as anything important no i
0: mean they're nothing fancy just like carved stone animals or something it's kind of hard to discern the detail
1: that's what someone would say when they're trying not to let you know that they're really something super magical
0: yeah or like if they didn't plan far enough ahead to be like i don't know this one looks like a little bob the builder or something
1: (laughs) does one of them look like a little bob the builder (laughs) no
0: does now? It's no, no. canon.
5: <laughs> I just wanted to see if they like were significant, but I'ma pocket 'em.
0: Uh, yeah, you, you stash away five of these little stone figurines. Uh, you don't see much else in the room, though. Uh, Fletcher was right. This place has mostly been cleaned out. It's weird that there was a footlocker with something in it. To be honest, guess we're going back in. And
2: there's no, and nothing on the walls like that would indicate, like trap doors? or.
0: You can totally roll an investigation check if you want. Yeah. Can I also do that? Yeah, hundred percent.
4: I, I rolled a natural 20, but I have a minus one to... <laughs> forgot about that. ...investigation, so it's a 19. But it's a natural 20. And
2: I got 19. a 30. Or a 13, not a 30.
0: Jesus. <laughs> you got 30 noise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you both take a minute and kind of search the walls and kind of poke and prod them a bit, just kind of knocking on them and listening to the sound. Uh, and to even your surprise, Cadmus, you hear an oddly hollow noise when you hit this particular section of the leftmost wall. Uh, And you and Mira exchange a quick glance like you both hear it and then Mira comes over and together you're able to find the seam and push it at the right angle and a panel of this wall grinds slowly open like a door.
2: I think we should go in the
4: little door. How would you like to do this? Would you like me to go first so that I can take any of the brunt if there's anything bad down there or would you like the stealth? Because if so, I will go last.
2: Perhaps uh, I think you should go first. Oh, you th- okay. oh,
4: that was two conflicting <laughs> answers. I
2: think Cadmus would be suited to watch our backs in case someone is still in here.
4: Any objections?
1: I, if we get attacked, I, I would just prefer the guy with the shield up front.
2: Okay, <laughs> then he can go front.
4: But if we're quiet, we won't need it. Yes, but you, we have you here with us, so will we be quiet? <laughs> Which is why I'm in the back.
5: All right. It sounds like he's more comfortable in the back. Sounds like he
1: wants to be in the
4: back.
5: (laughs) I'll go last. All right. So who's going first? (laughs) I think while they're arguing, I'm just going to walk
0: in. Oh. No, it's okay. You can go first this time.
2: All right. I'm just walking in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, You walk in and it's this unfinished sort of like like it's this like prohibition era ass bootlegger (laughs) tunnel between sections of the house Uh, and it's a longer passageway than you expected and it kind of fluctuates in width as it goes along like slightly sloping downwards into the darkness
2: great i want to search the uh floor and make sure there's nothing there no more runes or
0: okay yeah go ahead and roll
1: i'd like to detect magic
0: yeah sure
2: uh that is 18 for that investigation.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Between the two of you, you don't find anything magical or any of those runes or anything like that in here.
1: Oh, I also just noticed uh, I can use Detect Magic as a concentration for up to 10 minutes. So I I cast Detect Magic and I hold it. So if anything pops up in the next 10 minutes.
0: Like, does it move with you?
1: Yeah, it's just, it's an at-will. It's a self uh, I just have 30 feet range. It's
4: broken spell. <laughs>
1: no, it's not a broken spell because it's a first level spell. It's uh, the fact that warlocks make it broken because I can cast it
4: at will. Oh, okay. And then everything magical <laughs> on this campaign evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we continue on?
2: Yeah, I guess We're so. We're going to continue on. Cadmus
4: is getting really claustrophobic.
1: This, this seems like the perfect place for something to spring out
0: and
2: like stab us from the walls. <laughs> Good thing I'm in the back. Yeah, I have a. The quarter step at. I use it as a walking stick anyway, um, but I'm going to cast your Lele.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, you continue on through the passageway, like further down the slight declining angle, like squeezing yourself through the narrower parts. And then the passage widens significantly as you come to like a dead end wall with a handle on it. And Mira, you pull on this heavy, thick door to reveal this like, huge room beyond the end of the secret passage. And as the door opens, Peck, and you're still detecting magic as, like, a concentration spell, the room is dimly lit, but you see a yellow aura, like, immediately in front of the door, right where Mira's foot is. And there are these little flickers of an orange aura dancing inside the glow. Uh, But obviously, like, Peck is the only one who notices this.
1: Can I uh, arcana check it?
0: Yeah, for sure. Roll it.
1: It's a dirty 20.
0: Yeah, this uh, this is all happening in like a split second. Uh, you notice the aura, you see Mira's foot in it, uh, you start to try and puzzle it out, and then suddenly you feel the room getting warmer.
1: Uh, I, I think we need to leave. I think we need to leave this room right now. I want to run back to this. So the hallway back over here as soon as we have the chance.
0: Yeah, Peck turns around and starts like scrambling backwards through the passageway, like back into the narrow section. And Mira, you look down and see a large rune, maybe like six feet in diameter and more distressing, you see that you've already stepped on it. And the room is beginning to get warmer, like extending even into the wide part of the passageway here at the door. And there's this hissing sound emanating from the rune that's getting louder and louder. Uh, Roll Arcana, like quickly.
2: That's the one thing I'm good at. And that's a 24.
0: Yeah, you quickly put it all together and realize that this is some kind of abjuration glyph and some evocation glyph kind of combined into one etched onto the floor. And with the 24, you also notice that it's hot everywhere in the room, but you expected the rune itself to be hotter. Like something isn't adding up. And I have already started this timer. Uh, what do you all do? <laughs>
1: As I'm running, I go, the room, the room, it's about to explode with fire. Everyone, please leave now. Please run. Please but run away. in the middle
2: of the glyph, there's nothing I going on. I
4: follow pick.
2: I, I'm going to step in the middle of the glyph. I run
4: all the way back to the hallway.
2: I step all the way in it.
4: Mira, how 100% do you feel about this? Five, uh, I don't
2: four, feel anything I in here. I
4: step next two, to Mira. I step into the glyph And that's time. we are the locked difference in. is
2: that I have resistance to fire.
4: Oh, This is me trusting her. Har- did, did Harp just stay no. in there too? Okay, Harp
2: left.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, you're all scrambling to figure out what to do in a matter of seconds. And Peck, Kira, and Harp, uh, you sprint back past the narrow part of the passageway as quickly as you can into like the wider section beyond, and you press yourselves against the walls. And Mira and Cadmus, you jump onto the glyph itself and kind of brace for impact as the hissing noise swells and shifts into sort of a rumble. Uh, and those of you in the passageway hear this just absolute eruption from the next room, And like the rippling glow of fire illuminates this whole hallway. And it's really good you moved as fast and far as you did because you can like feel how close the fire is now. And it definitely caught the space you were standing in moments ago. Uh, And after a really tense moment of you kind of like squinting at the bright light and loud noise, it all just stops as quickly as it started. And you all relax for just a moment. And your eyes readjust to the darkness after the bright flashes. uh, And you peer down into the passageway. And there's Cadmus and Mira, and they're sort of, like, crouched in defensive positions on the rune. Like, Cadmus has his shield up over Athena, and Mira's arms are, like, covering her face, and Simon's tucked in against herself, and they're unharmed.
1: Except now they have a bunch of fire around them. I
0: was going to be so upset
4: if my bird died to them. (laughs) Uh, it would have been amazing. I I turn to Mira, and I, like, give her, like, an approving nod. Thank you.
2: Oh, you're you're welcome. I... No, a little bit about fire and magic. I shall
4: add to my notes, Cadmus now trusts Mira with his life. Does, does a pop-up happen that says uh, Cadmus, Cadmus will remember, will
1: remember
5: this? this.
2: <laughs> well, now we're in the middle of the room and we look back to the other rest of the group and we say, uh,
5: it seems to be okay in here now. So I'm going to slowly just kind of peek and watch. <laughs> we sh- we sure the room's good? <laughs> yeah, you're good now. I
2: mean, Cadmus and I are both pretty safe here. Yeah. Uh, can I just look around the room? See if there's anything fun and exciting
0: yeah it's like a, a big living space almost uh, a couple of couches like a large table lush green plants it's like really nice here like especially considering the whole place was just on fire a second ago uh but it looks like none of the furniture was affected or anything
2: all right then i turn to cadmus and i say it, it would appear we're safe to leave and i don't see anything else in this room maybe we should catch back up with the others
0: uh sure.
1: But then Cadmus totally lets her walk off the sigil first, right?
0: <laughs> uh yeah, like you all meet back up in the doorway, and clearly the trap has been sprung, it's safe now. And uh you all get a better look at the room. Uh for a place that was supposed to be empty, there sure is like a lot of nice stuff here. And like none of the plants are dead either. Uh but beyond that there isn't much going on in this room besides like a hallway at the south end of the room.
1: Let, let's head down the, the hallway to the south.
5: Anyway, you want to go first. <laughs>
4: Hallway to the south. (laughs) The south hallway.
5: (laughs)
0: I take it that means not Peck. So south. Okay, who's going first then?
5: Listen, Mira's got all the magic here. I trust her to be first more than anyone else so I think you're
0: doing a
4: wonderful job
0: leading
2: us. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll go first.
0: Okay, so you all walk to the small hallway to the south, and it just so happens to form another one of those T intersections like at the entrance. Uh, There's this hallway that runs left and right from here. Uh, Which way do you go?
2: I vote right. The last time we went left, it didn't end well for us.
0: That was, well, the raven did decide
1: to
4: make us go that way. (laughs) Her name is Athena. Athena suggested we go that way. But you may address her as the poet of justice. The parrot has suggested we go that way. (laughs) The parrot of justice. The parrot of justice.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so you, you get into this bigger hallway and hang a left. And the long hallway is kind of segmented by a couple of like short turns and it's decorated nicely. And yeah, again, it's weird that this place was supposed to be cleaned out. Like maybe nobody's ever been to this part of the house before, but also that can't be right because there are wall sconces here and they're lit and you get maybe 20 or so feet down this long curving hallway and you start to hear this
5: distant thudding noise.
2: I turn to the group and say, we, we might not be alone in here. Someone is
5: making thumping noises along the hall. Peck can make himself useful and sneak over there.
1: I believe I've been very useful. Listen,
5: you can <laughs> use your little tiny self and get over there.
1: Can I ask why you hate me?
5: <laughs>
1: can I ask what your what your issue is with me?
5: I don't have an issue. I
1: love that we're
0: having this conversation, like, here and now.
5: I really just think you are just the smallest little thing there is here. <laughs> and you can use your small self... See what's around the corner. Like no to, one will see you.
3: I'd like to sight check her. OK.
1: Three, I totally believe her. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I,
5: I I appreciate
1: having someone that is on my side for once. I I believe I will do that. Uh, I'll sneak around the corner, and see what I can see.
0: OK, yeah, I want to um, note
1: that I, I, I get off my unseen servant and I'm just on the ground detecting okay.
0: magic. OK, yeah, you head down the hallway. Uh, Like, low to the ground and as quiet as you can be. Uh, And as you progress further and further down this, like, long hallway, making your way, you know, carefully around each corner, like, each small little change in angle, the thudding sound becomes louder and clearer. And the furniture and decorations start to show signs of maybe, like, a struggle that took place here. And the closer you get to the noise, the more things have been disturbed, like smashed vases with potted plants strewn along the ground, mirrors shattered on the floor. uh, And all the while, the pounding just gets louder and closer.
3: Do I
1: feel as if it's to the beat of a song? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) I thought maybe we were coming up on a rave. Uh, I peek back around the corner so I can see uh, so I can can see Mira and I go uh, continue behind me like through, away, through, like, head speak.
2: Yeah, I silently wave to the group to come along, staying close to the corners.
0: And then I, I keep on going. Yeah, okay. Peck, you make your way back down the hall with the group in tow, and you stop before rounding the next corner because you can tell from the sound that whatever is making this pounding noise is definitely around the slight bend here. And you can all hear it. It's this, like, arrhythmic slamming sound, and it's familiar somehow. Uh, everyone roll like a memory check, like do like a like a D20 plus intelligence and like maybe plus proficiency, I guess.
5: Sixteen.
3: Eleven.
5: Fourteen.
3: 14.
5: Twenty three. <laughs> <na, na>, Nineteen. <laughs> nice. I just want you to know that I love that reference. <laughs> um,
0: Yeah. So uh, as you're coming up to this corner, you all recognize the sound. And like, how could you not? That noise is why you met. It's the slamming of bony fists against wood and sure enough you can see around the corner now and there are 3 undead just kind of lazily slamming on a door and they don't notice that you're there
2: so we're we're going to kill the undead right see what they're trying to get at
4: we are 100% destroying those uh, I,
0: undead i think we
1: make friends with them <laughs> maybe see if they know any good card
2: tricks um i'm going to uh give them like a hold on one moment uh, Cause I want to try to sneak attack on them, and I oh, let them boy. know like I'm gonna try to sneak up on them, uh, and then I am gonna cast my wild shape. First, I'm going to very safely tuck Simon onto my neck so that he can hang on <laughs> once I'm wild shaped, uh, and I'm gonna be a panther, Plata. and I want to use a, a sneak to try to sneak attack on them and just like do a claw attack.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, you uh, you prowl up quietly behind them. Uh, simon curled around you securely uh roll the attack
2: great this is the most math i've done in a while Those stat blocks. that's uh 14 plus 4 18 to hit
0: okay yeah roll damage
2: <laughs> that's a three
0: okay uh you leap claws first at one of them and slam it to the ground and the other two undead turn away from the door and face you everyone roll initiative we're in it now All right, Harp, you're first up. What are you doing?
5: Yeah, I wanted to attack this guy right in front of me now. And uh, I'm going to spear him. Okay. And it is... Oh. 21? Oh, yeah,
0: 21 hits. Uh, roll damage.
5: I hit it with a six. Nice. I do also get another attack because of the dread ambusher. Oh, look who's attack.
0: reading her sheet. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, once in, a while, once in a while. And I'm going to use my spear again
0: cool yeah 18 hits
5: and that's a three
0: nice nine total damage shoot uh give me some flavor on that
5: listen cheddar's tucked in but on my shoulder and i go and i just run at him That's that's as much as flavor as you're gonna get since he's like a couple feet away from me <laughs> yeah
0: you uh, you run <laughs> up and jab it twice with your spear and uh actually that brings us to mira still in panther form
5: Great. Uh, I want
2: to move back at these 15 feet and then try to run and pounce.
0: Okay. I love this. Uh, but currently you are like already engaged with one that you like pounced on. So if you run away without like disengaging to set up your leap, you're going to take that opportunity attack.
2: Okay. All right. So I am, I'm going to disengage then this turn and just move back and like get ready. Okay. I'm going to peek back, make sure Simon's still doing okay on the tail, not too freaked out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's holding on great. Uh, Camas, that means you're up.
2: Uh, Am I able to push past
0: these two? Yeah, I mean, I know we have a map, but that's like mostly for us visualizing. Like, I'm not too picky about the movement thing right now. You know what movement thing I'm picky about? Hmm. Movement
3: watch. Fuck
0: off. Uh, We can't keep doing this and not getting paid. Hit us the fuck up, movement. (laughs) Uh, What are you doing again? So I'm going to move past
4: um, those two and attack the one in the middle. Sweet, yeah with a 18 yeah roll damage and i'm a smackdown smack down eight damage oh damn
0: yeah you uh you bring your huge sword up and just kind of crush it down on this thing's shoulder uh and harp the undead that's engaged with you just like snarls in your face and brings up its arms to swing down on you uh, when it goes when it goes to attack her i'm going to use my
4: reaction protection to impose disadvantage on its roll. Hell yeah
0: uh let me see then um Uh, That's a 5 and an 11. So, yeah, you lean in with your shield at just the right moment and throw off its attack and Harp quickly, like, ducks out of the way. And just as that happens, uh, the one that Mira pounced on and, like, ran away from kind of lumbers after her as she's retreating. uh, And it rolls a 16 to slam its fists and forearms into her back.
2: Uh, Sadly, as a panther, that hits. (laughs)
0: Okay. Uh, It does uh, 3 damage as it makes contact. Uh, Kira, what are you doing? I guess I'll go for...
3: The middle one. Z2. <laughs> roll it. And a two-handed uh, 14. Yeah, roll that damage. Dope. And that is seven damage.
0: Yeah, you give it a solid two-handed thwack across the head, and in return it swings back with a, a 19 to hit.
3: Uh, AC's 14, so yeah, that hits.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it does three damage, just kind of swinging wildly oh, at you. Uh, Peck, what are you doing?
3: I'm,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna really throw you for a loop here. I know you're not gonna be expecting You're gonna
0: detect it. magic.
1: <laughs> uh, I would like to Eldritch Blast uh, the one right in front of me. Okay. Yeah. It's uh 15 to hit.
0: Yeah, 15 hits.
4: Mm,
1: that's that good. Good eight damage.
0: And your Eldritch Blast doesn't like push targets anymore, correct?
1: I do not. I dropped that to get uh, the tome.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, this like hissing bolt shoots from your claws and slams into the target with this violent force. And uh, harp, this thing is looking rough.
5: So I see that what Peck just hit is kind of falling apart there. So I'm going to run at it with my dagger. Cool. With a 20. And when I pierce it, I go like under the chin.
0: Yeah, there's no need to even like roll damage right now. Like you uppercut this thing and slam your dagger into it and you completely separate it from its body and it collapses to the floor. Solid.
2: All right, I'm gonna run back. I'm gonna take the uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take the opportunity to attack because I gotta get away from him to do what I want to do anyway.
0: Okay, yeah. You uh, you turn and put some distance between you and this undead, and as you do it, it like takes a swing at you, and um, nope, yeah, it's just not quite fast enough to react, and you narrowly avoid being hit.
2: Great. I want to run twenty feet back to turn around and start sprinting at it at twenty feet, so I can pounce.
0: Yeah. Roll the attack.
2: That's fifteen plus four so 19 to hit yeah for sure great it has to make a um strength dc of 12 okay if it doesn't if it fails it's knocked prone and then i get an extra attack on it okay
0: Uh, i got a seven
2: okay great it's prone and i yep and i'm gonna make a bite attack against it on top of that oh yeah so let me do the damage for the claw first so that's one d4 So that's four damage for the first attack. Nice. And then the second attack.
0: At advantage because it's prone under you now.
2: 15 for the first one. And we're going to go with the 15 for the first one over a seven.
0: Yeah. Seven might hit. Uh,
2: And that's. So that's six. So that's eight damage.
0: Yeah. uh, You have it prone and you're just like making attack after attack as it tries to fight you off. Uh, Cadmist, you're up. Um, I'm going to move forward and attack this one now. Okay.
4: Boom. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen hits. Seven damage.
0: Okay, you swing your sword straight at its side, and for a second you think you're gonna go like straight through it, but it stays intact and kind of like grips at your sword a moment before you pull it free. Uh, and the one underneath Mira is still kind of like flailing wildly and trying to get up. Uh, let's oppose strength and okay. see if it can like get out from underneath you. Uh, I got a nine.
2: Uh, the strength is plus two for a panther. Oh, that's a five. Okay,
0: yeah. It manages to, like, push your claw out of the way and break free from you. Uh, and it, like, scrambles to its feet and screeches at you. Uh, Kira, what are you doing?
3: I'm going to uh, attack the one right in front of me again. Uh, Z2. Okay, Z2. Uh, that is a 10 to hit. Yeah, that actually hits. And that's a five damage. Oh, yeah, it's it's done. Uh, give me the flavor. Um, I want to have thaddeus <laughs> do the kill uh i want thaddeus to run around to the right side of it and have it distract it and then while it's distracted uh i want to plunge the blunt end of oh, no. the quarterstaff right into the temple oh, Jesus. right into its temple smashing its head against the the door behind it
0: Yikes, yeah, guru uh Yeah, you notice that Thaddeus like moves to the side so as not to be like underfoot while you're fighting. Uh, And the undead locks its glassy eyes to him and it's distracted for a second. So you see your moment and then you do the very gross thing you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Peck, there's only one left and it's not looking great. You know, I want to do something different. I just want to walk up behind him. And
1: uh, touch him, doing frostbite. Uh, so he needs to make a constitution saving throw.
0: Ooh, a little break from form. Yeah, uh, constitution maybe not the strongest suit here. Let me roll for it.
1: Yeah, I felt I felt like that'd be pretty pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Oh shoot, that that's actually a sixteen though.
1: Oh, well, that, that's safe. So they take half damage.
0: Okay, still not bad. Uh, roll it.
1: Takes one damage.
4: Whoa!
0: <coughs> How do you want to do this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I thought it i thought it'd be fun no it was fun I thought he'd ha- it, it would roll like pour and then it would just like freeze yeah i, ha- I had like some flavor i was gonna throw in there because it would just freeze and then I'd just like knock it then eh, it's fine
0: <laughs> next time for sure but <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh sorry lost track uh harp's turn
5: nice so i'm going to step to the side and whip out that long bow okay roll it and it's a uh,
0: 13. Hey, roll that damage.
5: Uh, Five piercing.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Chandler. Uh, hey, Kelly, how do you want to do this? <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, so I kind of like this image right now, since Cadmus is to my left and Kira to the right, that I kind of like slide between them and then just shoot it right in the head. <laughs> I've got great aim.
3: <laughs> right now you do.
2: Okay.
4: <laughs> when the last one falls to the ground, I'm going to sheath my sword kick the one in front
0: of me and uh say filthy undead and orcish okay and uh yeah you've dispatched all the undead here and you like cleared the way to the door that they were beating on um it's like this like really thick wooden door and it's impressive how worn down it is just from the undead slamming against it and like for how frail they looked you assume that they must have been pounding on this thing for like a while like maybe even like an hour or two
4: Can we see through the door? Like, is there big enough cracks they've done?
0: No, there aren't any, like, outright holes or anything you can see through, no.
2: I want to go up by the door and I want to use the keen smell I have as a panther to see if I can detect anything from the other side.
0: Yeah, maybe do a perception check with advantage and see if you can, like, smell anything interesting.
2: Um, well, that's yes. <laughs> so that's a five and a four. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a good thought, but the door is maybe just like a bit too thick for this.
2: Yeah, I figured. Is it
0: locked? Uh, you reach up and like push slightly on the door, and it's not locked. Uh, but there's something on the other side, kind of blocking it.
2: Is it a wooden door? It is indeed. <laughs> I kind of uh, nudge the the axe. That cat missed us. Shall I? I I give a little like our little panther growl to indicate yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Twenty two. Yeah, you uh, you give it a couple big chops and like splinter the door apart. And looking through the now empty door frame, there's just like a mountain of stuff blocking the way into the room.
2: Great, I want to climb it.
4: Wait, I don't trust it. Peck, is this a trap? If if, there, if there's just a pile of
1: stuff, I can just Eldritch blast the pile of things and just send them flying. But what if it's something good
0: in there? <laughs> can someone check for traps?
2: I have a climb speed of 40 feet.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can definitely climb it if that's what you want to do.
2: Yeah, but I want to try to do it stealthily. Yeah, roll stealth. That's a 15 plus 6, so 21. 21.
0: Okay, Uh, you begin to, like, prowl silently up the blockade of furniture, just, like, slowly And sure footedly, like you choose your steps really carefully and find the most durable and like least noisy footholds, like making your way over the benches and end tables and chairs and potted plants. And you like finally breach the top of this little mountain and you survey the room for just a second. Like there's a couple of untouched pieces of larger furniture that haven't quite made it into the barricade yet. Like there's like a large table kind of flipped over on its side at the far end of the room. Uh, But that's not quite as interesting as what you see in the middle of the space. There in the center of the long room, is a short figure in dark robes just standing there facing away
2: I want to climb back down okay like kind of nudge at Kira to like almost indicate like hi I want your attention please talk to me
3: I'll mind link with her
2: because mm-hmm, that's the only way I could talk
1: I'll ignore her completely They're like what are you <laughs> doing if Do you want a pet I pet her head
2: I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just like I try to get Kira's attention
3: uh yeah we're mind linked
2: the the cloaked figure is in there I can sneak in there and try to stealth in the room, but I don't think I can take her alone. I can try to pounce, but I need you guys to be behind me. Wait, but when So as we- soon as I pounce, we're going to need to break down this barrier.
3: Okay. I'll relay all that info to everyone else. I get ready to kick this thing to the ground.
2: I want to climb back up and over.
3: Okay, you do that. And the
0: figure is still standing motionless in the middle of the room facing away from you.
2: And I want to, from like the corner of the room, sneak around and then just dart at her with a, a sneak pounce.
0: Okay, make your attack roll.
2: So that was a 16, which will be a, it's a dirty 20.
0: Okay, yeah, you stick to the walls, like careful of how you're placing your feet, and you never take your eyes off your target, and you leap through the air, just claws outstretched and unsheathed, and you land perfectly where you intended to. And at the moment of impact, in just a split second, you realize that you're not feeling the resistance you expected to feel when you hit the robed figure. And you pass straight through it and tumble awkwardly to the ground and kind of skid to a stop just past it. And then you watch as the silent image fades and the figure is gone. Oh no. And in the place of the figure there on the floor is one of those strange scorch marks with a clean rectangle in the middle. And yeah, Cadmus, if you were waiting for like a signal or something, the sound of Mira crashing to the ground definitely catches your attention.
4: As soon as I hear the stuff, I'm going to knock the stuff down.
0: Yeah, it takes you a moment, but you're able to bash a path through to the room beyond. You should have just let me
4: Eldritch blast. <laughs> uh, that
1: would have been more fun.
0: Uh, you all make it inside the room and you see Mira sort of shaking her big panthered head. Simon's still firmly attached and you catch the tail end of the illusion fading away, and you spot movement at the overturned table near the far corner of the room. A dark-robed figure is standing up from a crouched position where they must have been hiding, and they're raising a dagger as if they like intend to throw it at Mira, whose back is facing them. And then in a split second, you see the figure notice the group of you burst in, and their eyes go like wide with surprise, and they duck back down behind the table quickly.
1: Did she have elf eyes? Did <laughs> she like see far distances?
0: <laughs> she had special eyes, yeah. And uh, uh, right where she ducked down, you're seeing this unnatural glow coming from behind the table. And as you're all running over to it, you feel this like huge wave of magic wash over the whole room. And then there's this enormous percussive sizzling sound and then the glow is gone. And you all make it over to the overturned table and there's nobody behind it. It's just another one of those peculiar scorch marks with a big clean rectangle inside and what seems to be a backpack with its contents kind of like Partially strewn across the ground.
2: Uh, I'm going to drop the wild shape so that I can go over and look at it.
0: For sure.
1: I would like to detect magic.
0: Yeah, uh, Peck. You you look at the scorch mark behind the table and you begin detecting magic, and you see this like deep, deep crimson aura sort of residually hanging around there. It was some kind of conjuration magic, it seems, but it also has this sort of gray quality intertwined with it, like the strange one at the altar in the temple you saw before. And you also see a hint of gray and indigo aura kind of left on the scorch mark where the illusory figure vanished. And as Mira begins to check out the backpack, she pulls out this rolled parchment from it and sets it aside. And you see this strange gray aura on it, too. Is there any, like, notes or anything? Uh, Yeah, like, Mira, you pull out a handful of loose pages just filled with scrawled notes. And it's some kind of script you've never seen before. Uh, but you leaf through the scraps of parchment and you see an illustration shockingly similar to the one from the book in the temple. It's the crown, but you can't read any of this and you show it to the others and none of you recognize this strange language at all.
4: I cast Comprehend Languages.
3: There
0: we go!
4: Chandler's a broken character in this broken game.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, you, uh, you cast Comprehend Languages and you kind of watch as the marks on the page slowly shift in your mind's eye from unintelligible scribbling to words and sentences that you can actually read. And you find mention of The Crown, the incidents with the undead in Holyhead and Port Crescent Uh, You find one page that even seems to talk about the undead that you just dispatched and how the writer blockaded the door from them. And in shuffling through these pages, you kind of piece together an image of someone who is unsure of how to use this relic, but is nonetheless trying to. And they're documenting their encounters with the Crown and their findings, like trying to figure out a way that they can use it successfully on their own. And Mira, as you continue to rifle through the bag, Uh, You hear a couple of glass items clinking together in the bottom of it. And you reach in and you pull out a health potion. And you can add that to your inventory or give it to whomever you like. uh, And you reach back in to find the other glass object. A tiny liquidless vial. With one single shamrock in it.
2: Oh no! Listen. It's the
4: halfling. She's evil. I'm so glad
2: I was in panther shape when she saw me. Maybe
5: Ansel isn't that bad of a guy.